Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get your tickets punched every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. with Dan Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We come to you live and, as I like to say, unrehearsed because we are. Uh, yeah, it is a beautiful Saturday morning. I'm not going to go through the whole intro, but we are on the crazy train. And Danny, you had you had a crazy train experience out on Pewaukee Lake this week with a couple of clients, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we were we were we were out there like around midnight, and uh, <laughs> yeah, midnight. And we we saw this this big bright light in the sky, <laughs> and then it started coming towards us. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And next thing. <laughs> Next thing you know, I I lost all track of time, and three hours later, I I woke up in Taylor's Bay, laying in the marsh, anal probed, and and, 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 I, and I felt violated. I felt yeah, kinda, violated. I felt kind of funny down there. So, <laughs> I think I think it was a UFO. Uh, no, um, I don't fish at midnight. That's way too uh, way too tiring. But uh, had a good lake. Had a good uh, had a good. Uh, uh, official opening to the muskie season. Now, normally, Tom, I'm out there fishing in May mm-hmm. and opening day, and I've had some decent opening day muskie fishing back, going back years ago. But uh, in recent years, I've come to the conclusion that May can be really tough, especially with cold water temps and everything else, so I prefer to wait till June. Mm-hmm. So everybody who called me about fishing, I said, you know what, why don't you wait till June? You know, water warms up, fish get more active. So I actually had a trip that I had donated to a charity, a year, cancer fundraiser, I think it was, a year ago. So the guys from Oshkosh called and booked it. And as as it worked out, my first musky trip of the year uh, this Wednesday worked out good because the guy got his personal best 46 and mm-hmm. a quarter inch muskies. His previous one, the biggest one was 44 inches. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, okay, so today's goal, we got to beat that. And uh, 
I would have been happy, and I think he would have too, just catching a right. musket. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a good good start to the year. Yeah, 799-1250 is the phone number, or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. But, you know, the uh, the rest of the story that you were telling me this week, though, was that how you were watching our friend John Mahalik working over Paul. a certain— uh, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul Mahalik working in a certain area— and you were kind of thinking, Paul isn't spending that much time over there. If maybe he didn't see something, you know. So, and then of course you, you had gone over there and said, you know, just in case, let's check it out. And sure enough, guy catches the forty-six incher. And then a little while later, the other guy had a a, a one that was as large, if not bigger, follow it up. Follow yeah, his that, bait that, up. that was fishing elsewhere. Oh, I mean another uh, but, area. But okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a follow. Now he did exactly what I told him not to do. <laughs> Nobody does. Hey, <laughs> he never look thought. at that. And I look, and he'd quit winding altogether. Yeah. And as his bait is sinking, all I said was, I didn't even look at the fish. I said, why did you quit winding? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, you can you can tell clients, you know, when, when you're out, especially with muskie fishing, you can explain everything what to do. Now, if you see a fish, this is what you do, and you go into the figure eight and blah, blah, blah. You can explain everything, right? But when the time comes and they see that big old monster, that big old brown back right behind their bait, they forget everything you said. Well, that's why. <laughs> you know? That's why I, at the beginning of this trip, I told them, I said, "I'm not even going to tell you anything because you're going to forget everything once <laughs> yeah. it happens anyway. Exactly, so what's the yeah. point? Yeah, you. I mean, you can. And it, and it happened. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah, it does. It happens a lot. And and you know what? You can't blame. Uh, let's say people who are new to musky fishing and all, you can't really blame them because it, especially if it's the first time they've seen something like that, they, their eyes get big and it's like, Oh my, look at that. Oh, well, well for the one, when he quit winding, I was too busy looking at his bait. I didn't, and the fish was kind of back a ways by yeah, the time I yeah. looked, maybe back about 10 feet and down deep. But I, I saw, I saw, you know, the shadow down there. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take; wasn't too hard seeing it because I just glanced in that direction, and and so there's definitely a fish. But uh, I asked him a minute later. I said, uh, "How big was it?" I'm I'm thinking he's going to say, "Oh, it was about a yard long, thirty six. You know, your basic yeah, musky. Yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, "Goes, I think it was bigger than the one Mike caught." I said, "What?" He says, uh, "It was at least as big, but I think it was bigger." Wow! And this is a guy who doesn't. Muskie, he's got no reason to exaggerate right, or anything yeah, yeah, or even be right, all that excited yeah, about it. Yeah. In fact, he had caught a 42-incher with his buddy yeah. when he, he was up with his buddy in northern Wisconsin, and they've, they've got a place up there in Rhinelander, and his buddy was muskie fishing, and he was throwing a spinner bait for bass, mm-hmm. and he caught the 42-inch muskie. Yeah. So this guy has caught a muskie yeah, so by he, accident, yeah, yeah. a forty-two incher. So, so yeah. I think he's a little jaded too because I don't think he's had to go through enough thirty-inch muskies and this and right, that. Because right. the only muskie he ever caught and saw was a forty-two incher, and he saw yeah. his buddy catch a forty-six. So I, I think he thinks all of them are forty <laughs> to fifty inches. <laughs> They're all going to be big. Who do you got on the line, Greg? We have Kevin on the line. Oh, hey, good morning, Kevin. Uh, good morning, Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. Well, what's on your mind this morning, Kevin? Uh, Tommy, Tommy, what's, Tommy. <laughs> what's the biggest fish to fish in Lake Michigan? Huh? Probably a lake lake trout. Sturgeon. Oh, yeah. good. You know, I wasn't like even thinking sturgeon. about that. Probably Speared a sturgeon, but in your time. trout, in your trouts, it's probably might be a lake. It's lake either trout. a laker. Yeah, would have to be a laker. Would have to be a laker. Uh, so 
So yeah, okay. that's the biggest. Okay, thanks, Kevin, thanks, for Kevin. the call. But yeah, there there are some big fish in Lake Michigan, Kevin. So don't go swimming out there. They might bite your toes. Now, here's a bar story. <laughs> Everybody likes good oh. bar fish stories. Yeah. Uh, years ago when I lived in Kenoware, uh, I went uh, remember I had it I went to remember the Gander Mountain when they used to be out in where what was it? There's a big ski hill or something near it. You go west of Kenosha. It's when they first got started back oh, in the nineties. No, they had like their one. catalog sales yeah, thing okay, that they okay. so I drove out there and I bought a fish finder and I stopped at a local pub and started talking fishing with some old timer there. And he said he used to guide on Lake Michigan. And uh, he's telling me a story because we were talking shore fishing. I was catching big browns there in the Kenosha Harbor. He told me a story. He says, you know, years back, he said, I was fishing from shore there for trout. And he said, something grabbed my bait and just took off. And he said, it wasn't like a, a king, you know, or, you know, Chinook salmon that just screams line. It just started going mm-hmm. and going and going. And he had this big, giant Lake Michigan yeah. reel with, you know, like 300 yards yeah. of 20-pound line. And he said it just kept going. And finally, when it got to about, you know, almost all the way to the end, yeah. he just cranked the drag down and tried to stop it. And he says, never stop. Just kept going and just snapped the line. Really? And he figured it must have been a giant sturgeon. Very picked possible. Up, picked up yeah. his bait, whatever, off the bottom and just cruised like a, like a big submarine and mm-hmm. not even phased. And they are wow. so huge. You know, uh, speaking of when you said muskies about how uh, people get jaded or whatever, they don't, you know, they don't know. Years ago when I was guiding, I had these two guys out, and they never musky fished before, okay? So, and they didn't know how to use a level wine bait caster. So I had some spinning rods set up with like 17-pound test line or whatever. I gave them a couple of little bit larger spinner baits. I figured, okay, they can handle that. They'll catch something on it, right? Well, this was the guy's, honest to God, I'm telling the guy, he casts, his first cast, right? He ca- And right out in front of the, the DNR launch on Pewaukee Lake, right out, right, right on that weed line edge, he makes a cast, and I said, and I forget his name right now, but let's say it was Joe. I said, now, Joe, make sure you watch behind that bait as it's coming in because, uh, you know, you might see a fish follow, and I'm going to want you to do a figure. Now, I had showed him figure eights and all that beforehand. Right. And I said, I'm going to want you to go into that figure eight, but always watch behind that bait just in case. And just as I'm saying that, right behind his bait, there's a, a fish, right? Right. And, and it grabs it. I mean, by the side of the boat, it grabs it. And now, and he's just holding on for dear life. You know, the rod's going back and forth. He's just holding on. The fish is thrashing. I... I grabbed the net and I put it, it wasn't a big fish. It was maybe like 34 inches, you know. Right. I put it under, I get the net under it, put it in the boat. He holds it up, takes some pictures, he releases it. You know what he says? He says, this musky fishing ain't so hard. It's pretty easy. Now, on his very first cast ever, musky fishing, he catches one. You know what? To this day, I don't think he's ever caught another one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those be, dumb for, luck things, you for know. him being so smart. Yeah. What he, he says, deserved was eight hours of casting yeah. and seeing nothing after. Well, he didn't see much after that, that's for sure. Uh, but the thing was is that he just thought, oh, this musky fishing is easy. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, right. You know, it, it happens. You know, some people do it. But I listen, we're, we're going to go to a quick break. But I want everybody to stay tuned because the bumper music coming out of this break in honor of the U.S. Open being played at Aaron Hills this weekend, we got John Daly doing his hit song, 
Hit it hard. So you don't want to miss that. So stay tuned for more of the Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back on 105.7 FM, The Fan. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. Ain't afraid of nothing. It's a natural fact. I hit it long, man. Till it's gone, man. Keep taking chances. Live it large. I hit it, hit it, hit it hard. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you live from the Bait Mate fish attractant studios and what do you think danny well john I, daly that's <laughs> that i like that part of turn the it up song. a little bit i, I yeah. don't oh, just so you can hear how that goes the rest of it a little I, bit go ahead you what i don't recall this being a big hit however. no i don't i don't think it was just on the golf just with golf nerds and what is it about NBA or NFL players, they all want to try and be rappers, yep, too. Yep, yep, And now we got a golfer trying to be a country Well, you got to remember, he did singer. this. I'm surprised more of the NASCAR Bubba's aren't yeah. trying to do country songs. Yeah. Well, he did this many years ago. This was a long time ago. Now, from what this. you're telling me about For a him, while though, back. that this hit it hard isn't just about golf. Yeah, it is. You just told me his well, lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Listen to those. Listen to oh, some. Oh, I know. Don't he be tell- afraid. Yeah. We'll win or lose. You're yeah. telling me he gambled millions. Yeah, right. He, he drank. He partied. The song basically his tells about life. his life. It's yeah. not just hitting the golf no, ball. No, no, no. I know. It's That's about his I'm life. Saying. Yeah. It's about his life that, you know, he did things his way. He played it hard, lived life hard. Is he <laughs> even know? alive now? Oh, yeah. Is he, he, he hangs out at he, Hooter, Hooters in his trailer home, and he sells a lot of memorabilia. He sells T-shirts and hats. But, I mean, and, is he, like, busted now and poor compared nah, to years no, back? No, he's not poor. No, he's he's not poor, but he's not no. well off like he should be. He not, he's, okay. He doesn't have millions of So, you see where bank, that like, hitting it hard man got you? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you just You're heard selling him say T-shirts he's, out of the back yeah. of a Hooters yeah. trailer. That's essentially what it is. That ain't so yeah. bad, actually. I mean, he, though, he, he I does own. Are the girls there, too? Yeah. He does own a clothing line. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Well, and then he's okay. Oh, What's he's... it called? The Daily Clothing Line? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's off the top of my head. But, but you know, the thing is, yeah, he lived life hard. I mean, he doesn't. he's on the senior tour now. He'll get in some of those, and he might actually do pretty good. But he had some real blow-ups when, when he was on the tour way back when, you know? Like, uh, I, I, on, he walked off a course one time because he missed a couple of putts, said, screw it, I'm leaving. He threw clubs and lakes, you know. He would uh, – didn't he get like a 16 on one hole? It was kind of like after – He's done everything. He's Remember that movie Tin Cup when uh, Kevin Costner tries reaching yeah. the green over the water and he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it? I think that was actually based on what John Daly did. No. No? That's what it seemed John like Daly to me. Just, John Daly just walked off after that. His clothing yeah. line is called Loudmouth Golf. Loudmouth Golf, yeah. Because he, he wears very outrageous clothing. And are they all like a bunch of white pants and polo shirts? No, no, it's, no, no it's ridiculous. Very, it's you, remember, you remember Zumba pants? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like Zumba pants. I had about pants, 20 right? of those. Yeah. They're what? like Zumba pants, but for golf. Yeah, like with polka dots or stars, all different colors. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's you very. He'll have all kinds of weird stuff. It's very uh, loud. in your face. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And his loud, I mean, he was loud. <laughs> he was a guy that would say it how it was. Yeah. And I he, bet would, he, would, he would be. The press was, must have loved him. He must have been a great interview oh, to get. He was a story. I mean, it would yeah. be like if you and I went golfing and we got mad and hit the ball into the 
into the woods and couldn't find the ball, and we're swearing at the tee box. That's how he was every hole. <laughs> or fire up a smoke except, walking down the fairway. Greg, me you and know? you are calm, cool, and collected. That we, is we true. We would never lose it like that. that Tom over here, on no, the other hand, no, I, could I, be losing it. No, I, I wouldn't. When I golf, I don't lose it. If I hit a bad shot, hey, I hit a bad shot. I, you I don't really, get upset? I, Bushy. No, no. I mean, come, I get come upset Come over here and myself. look at this screen. You can see right. what... Oh, what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's some loud stuff there, folks. What? Where, where did you find that, Greg? You can just Google John Daly clothing line. And oh, you can see and everything that he has all the to weird uh, stuff. Everything he has to offer. Yeah, uh, son, yeah, that's him wearing it. Just yeah, you can get one. One of the first images is him <laughs> smoking on the tea box yeah, with his clothing. Gray haired guy with a gut. Well, he always had like white, blondish white hair. Now it's gray. Well, now it's now he looks yeah, like Captain total Kangaroo. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does kind of. Yeah. Oh, speaking of bass fishing and new lures, <laughs> notice how I segued right into that um, about loud lures. Well, this one really isn't loud. I talked to Ron Heidenreich, our advertising manager, yesterday, and you know he had gone up to the Bay of Green Bay uh, the other day, just fished for about six hours. Him and one of his buddies drove up, fished for six hours, yep. and then came back. They caught 26 smallmouth. Uh, no monsters, but they had about a half a dozen that were in that uh, 18 to 20 inch range. Mm -hmm. The rest of them were smaller ones. Their number one bait, he talked about it when he was here, when you were up there fishing, was that thing called a spy bait. It's got, it looks like a topwater bait. It's got props front mm -hmm. and back, but it's not topwater. It sinks. You let it sink down, and when you reel it in, the props are going under the water, and it kind of rocks side to side. He said they were killing them on it. The one by Yurachi, no, wait a minute. Maybe one of our listeners can help. Yurachi, Irachi. I, I ordered a couple of them already. Yeah. Ron ordered some more. I ordered some. Irachi. Uh, I can't remember. It, it's a Japanese company, Irachi. Maybe one of our listeners will call us at uh, uh, 799-1250 and tell us the exact name. I think it's Irachi. Something like that. Here, I'll Something Google like it. That. Something. Well, I don't know if you can find it if you don't have the... Right spelling. I just got to Google Japanese spy bait. There you go. Google Japanese spy bait. You might find it on there. But anyway, uh, I guess that, that this bait, and from what Ron was telling me when, we, when he was up in Three Lakes, it was hot up there. It was hot on the bay. Uh, so this might be one of those you know new hot baits that everybody's going to have. And then probably two or three years from now, I'll just die off and be another baby. Well, I typed in Japanese, and here's what pops up immediately. <laughs> Japanese lover. No. <laughs> Japanese imports. Spy bait. Try spy bait. Let's not, Japanese uh, word for lover. Fin fin finish it off. No, okay, no, no, you'll get in trouble that's there, what talking, That's what they're talking about, yeah. finishing it off. Yeah, I got the, the, an S in there, Japanese oh. spider crab. No. <laughs> Japanese steakhouse. Spy bait. Did you put bait Japanese in there? Japanese soaking tub. I'm having too much fun looking at oh, that. Oh, go. Okay, let's Japanese hit steakhouse. I could go for some hibachi. Oh. You know, I never like those Japanese steakhouse where they come and they chop the stuff they cook in front of you. Because then they give you a little portion. Eat that. Then they chop up stuff. They give you another little portion. And there's some guy standing there watching you, waiting. And, and and then by the time I'm done, I feel like I haven't had a meal. I'm still hungry. You don't. But they're flipping the knives and stuff. I guess is. Yeah, Here we don't. go. Uh, spy baits tackle. Where? Well, here's one by Lucky Craft. Yeah, Lucky Craft. There's a Lucky number Craft of Lucky Craft screw pointer. There's uh, a number of companies that make the spy bait, but. 
Doesn't it say something like Hirachi or some Japanese one? Hirachi techniques. They they call this a Japanese technique. That's, yeah, it's what it says. It's uh talking about. I mean, it is something Bass new. Bassmaster magazine is yeah. talking about what is spy baiting. Yeah, and it's the Japanese technique of spy baiting. Yeah, interesting. I'll see if I come up with a name on yeah. that. But but, I'm the, sure some... but the thing is, is like I said, when you look at it, you think it's a topwater bait because all our lives we've seen topwater baits that have a prop in the front and in the back, you know, and then you just bring them along the top of the water, sputter it, you know, work it, but. This actually sinks. It's supposed to be under the water. It doesn't stay on top. And the props are spinning under the water. And the bait itself, like I said, rocks from side to side a little bit. And it's a very, it's not a very aggressive lure. You know, I mean, it doesn't have a lot of action, a lot of wobble or wiggle or whatever. It, it It's it's very subdued. And I guess the it, maybe it looks like a... A minnow just swimming along, minding its own business, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, fish sees it and bam, he's going to hammer that sucker. So anyway, maybe if uh, maybe one of our listeners has uh, doesn't come up it. with the uh, no, name does, of the company. Yeah, Ron, I, I like I said, I forget that something. <laughs> I Rachi, I don't know, it's some weird name. But actually, the Arachi, not if you're in Japan. Well, the 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 one that we bought, it's Normal actually name. the it's the less expensive one. They only cost like about eight bucks. Whereas some of those other ones, by like Lucky Strike or whatever, those are like fifteen. You can find them fifteen to twenty dollars. You know, uh, the internet here said eleven ninety nine. It's, it's for well, there's there like I lucky. said, there's oh for Lucky Strike eleven ninety nine. Yeah, lucky. There's some other right. ones. Then I'm thinking of some other manufacturers that charge more. You know, and it's like. You know, with all the pike and muskies we got around us, I don't know if I want to be throwing that twelve, fifteen dollar bait, you know, and having some one of them toothy critters steal it on me. So you gotta gotta watch out for that. That's one of the things about fishing up in our neck of the woods, folks, is that uh, you're going to be losing They're, some lures. They are talking. It, it's informi- it, interesting. The information it says that it's not a top water prop right, technique. Right. It's not. Uh, it says you have to fish it where bass can see it. You must fish it on a tight line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also says it has many advantages over traditional techniques for for. It's like a cross between a subtle crankbait, spinnerbait, swimbait, and even jerkbait all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it's not going to call fish from a distance like some of those other lures, but if a bass is in its zone, it seems they have a hard time resisting its natural pulse and flow. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking about a lot of the bass pros using it, Table Rock Lake in Missouri. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're using it. It's, it's popular. It, it really is. It's. Well, we got to go to a so break. Now I got to huh? go buy some spy baits. Yeah, now. you got to go get a spy Just bait. When I thought my bass ba- box was semi-complete. Oh no, you need a lot more. Lousy in bass <laughs> fishermen are making me buy all kinds of stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, folks, we'll be back when well, when we come back after this break. We'll have the gut report, and uh, if you want to give us a buzz, got any questions or comments, 414-799-1250. You can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. It's Danny Bush to my left and me, Tommy the True Neubauer, and Greg Janik on the boards. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Come here, I'm going to eat you! 
I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Eh, doesn't everybody like seasoned oven baked potatoes? But I'll tell you what, it's so easy to make your potatoes in the oven if you just cube up enough potatoes to cover a baking sheet, put them in a bowl, and then you add, you, you mix together Lowry's seasoning salt, garlic powder, onion powder, pepper. If you want, put some rosemary, thyme, whatever you want. Put whatever you want in there, but this is what I like. The Lowry's garlic powder, onion powder, and pepper. Add a little olive oil and just mix it all together. Lay it on that sheet and then bake it at 400 degrees for about 30 to 40 minutes. They're nice and crisp on the outside, soft on the inside. Heck, if you want to throw in some sliced carrots in there or whatever, yeah, go right ahead. But it's really, really good for side dishes. It's easy to make. Now, this time of year, though, a lot of people don't want to turn the oven on in their house. Well, what do you do? Throw it on the grill. It works there, too, you know. So anyway, try that. I think you'll like it. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, we got a special guest coming in, Danny. Yes, uh, yeah, Randy Belko from Midwestern Shooter Supply. He's going to be here in the seven o'clock hour. So, if you have questions, yeah, Randy's a wealth of knowledge on yes, he all is. things shooting. They've got a fantastic inventory mm-hmm. up there. If you need a firearm and you're looking, they they have it, it, look whatever kind of firearm you want. Go up and see Randy up there at the. Midwestern Shooter Supply, they yeah. got it. I bought my brand new Deluxe. What I get? Browning Expolt Hunter. I bought from them in 270 this year. Yeah, Beautiful they, walnut yeah. checkered stock. And they got all the scopes that you might need. They can set it all up. They can do laser sighting, you know, you know, put lasers on your handguns if you want. They and not not only that, but their archery department, fishing department, clothing, boots, all that stuff, reloading supplies, ammunition. They can Man. put a laser on your fishing rod, Tom, where yeah, when you cast, yeah. the laser points <laughs> right at the rod where your lure is going to go. It's new technology. I was probably wasn't supposed to say anything about it. Yeah, that was a secret. You know. <laughs> well, actually, the aliens gave me that information oh, when I they? was abducted. Yep. Did they? I woke up in Taylor's Bay, but I had new knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Smokey's Musky Shop, your local tackle industry's musky rod headquarters. If you're that musky angler that wants to use the best equipment available, stop in and put your hands on one of the finest musky rods on the market. Tackle Industries rods are made with the latest technology and best components. Smokey's has the full lineup of the tackle of Tackle Industries rod lengths, powers, split grips, and telescope. Telescoping models in stock. Telescoping or yeah. telescoping? Telescoping, yeah. Telescoping. E- even 10 footers. Only at Smokies. For all your musky fishing needs, it's Smokies Musky Shop. Call 262 691 9659 or go to Smokies Musky Bait and Tackle.com. Only at Smokies, as John used yeah. to say. Only, only at Smokies. <laughs> 
Very good. Hey, I got another yeah. fish story for you, Tom. Yeah? Yeah, the big, the musky trip wasn't the only uh, trip. I had a couple of guys call me yesterday. Yeah. Middle of the afternoon. Um, they're, they're, they flew up from Florida, and they're here to watch the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. So they rented a house on Pewaukee or something like that, or someone let them use it, and uh, with their wives and everything. Yeah. And the guy calls up, and he says, uh, we want to go fishing tonight. So I said, well, I do musky fishing. And they, they, they weren't too hep on musky yeah, fishing. They said, yeah. well, can we do something else, some pike or some bass? And I said, well, okay. I said, uh, we can rig up and have you throw spinner baits because I had caught Tuesday when I just fished, pre-fished for a couple hours before my Wednesday gig. I had caught three nice pike. Yeah, Just right, casting spinner right. baits, trying, looking for, you know. Yeah. So I said, we could, you, we can pitch spinner baits and stuff and 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 i said you guys have cast before oh yeah yeah we fish bass in florida so okay. anyway these guys say it's three guys but only one's go- two only one's not going to fish because okay. i said three guys casting is kind of hard sometimes yeah, right, and i don't yeah. want any i said i put one in front one in back well then three guys showed up and all three did buy license in one oh boy and i had two rods rigged for bass and two for musky okay and now i had the the bass rods rigged with a braid and then a fluorocarbon leader, but I didn't have lures tied on. Right. So I thought, well, these guys are, you know, bass guys from Florida. They 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 know everything about bass fishing. Yeah. I'll just give them my bass box with all those plastics yeah. and stuff and say, oh, have at it. Put on what you like. Well, it wasn't exactly that they were bass. <laughs> well, what do you like to use? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. So, so I didn't think I'd be tying on anything. I thought I'd just give them the nice bass, yeah. you know. I got some deluxe, you know, spinning rods and reels that previously I've only used for myself on my bass trips up to Sturgeon Bay. But, Tom, I got to thank you because you taught me the easiest technique. Uh, I just tied on a couple of wacky hooks. Okay. And I'd thrown in an extra bag of the chompers. Mm -hmm. And I just hooked on, hooked on one of the chompers for, in the the one guy, immediately caught bass, caught a couple bass. Well, then the other two guys that were throwing musky baits, one of the guys right away got tired of that real quick yeah. and said, oh, you got another one of those rigs? Yeah. So I tied up another one, okay. and he's whacking. Now two guys are catching bass yeah. whacking. Okay. The poor third guy, he was the one stuck musky casting. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have another rod for him. I didn't have another one rigged up. And by God, the guy hooked into, you got it, 19-inch largemouth. Musky fishing? No. On the musky? Oh, no, the other no. guy. Uh, Wackying. Yeah. Got a 19 inch. He goes, Wow, that's nice. He's from Florida. He goes, That's the biggest bass I ever caught. Yeah. Oh, and it didn't take long to catch one. So that wacky technique works good. We were pitching in about four or five feet of water, the shallower weeds, mm-hmm. working weed lines. On stocks, the east end? Uh, far west end. Oh, far. Okay. I Went know, to okay. the far west end. Uh, work, working over there by the island to start yeah, with. Yeah. And uh, we didn't fish real long, but. Uh, it was kind of funny. The guy casting the one musky rod, he he wanted to switch and get a chance. The the one guy who'd caught the the nineteen incher, no way was he going to give up that rod. <laughs> of course not. No way was he going to give up the rod. And I'm kind of thinking, geez, if I was with a couple buddies, I would be like, uh, sure, bud. Yeah, yeah your yeah, turn. You can no. switch. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They were he was into the the wacky rigging. So. Uh, <laughs> That technique does, it, does it work is, well. It is easy. And I think there might be a bass tournament today on Pewaukee because I, I saw, I saw yeah. a couple bass guys launching it. Four in the morning. 
I hear coo-coo-coo as a trailer yeah, comes yeah, pulling in. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody out there is listening and they're in the bass tournament, uh, one of the guys who launched uh, over by uh, Beachside Boat and Tackle, right by the Old Smokies, uh, I think it's a white Chevy Silverado. <laughs> you left your passenger window down. Oh, and if it rains, oh. and if it rains, yeah. So I think he launched in a hurry. There's a the trailer. I think it says Evan Root on the trailer. Yeah, and it's parked right next to the building. So if anybody out there is listening, <laughs> tell whoever it is in that tournament that hey, you left your passenger window down. Now if it doesn't rain, no problem, man. But if it does, big problem, man. Yeah. Who do you got on the line there? We have Ron from New Berlin. Okay. Hey, good morning, Ron. How you doing today? Hey, pretty good. Uh, say, yeah. Tom, I heard another recipe for making potatoes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried it. You take a, a, a thin skin red or yellow and mm-hmm. smash it. Yeah. And then fry them. Yes. Yes. Sounds quick. I don't know if you step on them or hit them with a sledgehammer. No, I think it'd no, be more no. fun to, to you, get a little mallet and smash it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you, you don't really smash them that hard. You just press down enough. Let's yeah, say I if you got you a. You could use the palm of your hand even. Well, you could use the palm of your hand. I like using I got it. these little uh, whiskey glasses, Hulk you know, for uh, drinks. Yeah. But a little glass, uh, you know, a uh, 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 glass, uh, whatever. Anyway, and oh, you just oh, push like them down point. so they start. Crack it on the side. Take your wife's yeah. finest china and just yeah. smack it down yeah. on there. Yeah, but yes, yes, and then Mush and it. then you just uh, you can fry them or you can bake them. Either way, yeah. you know, just use the higher heat of 400, 425, sure. and uh, get them crispy up. Get them crisp up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Ron. Bye now. And with that, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. Uh oh. Danny's going to ask you three questions. What All am you got to ask. I don't know, but. You got to come up with them, but all you got to do is come up with two correct answers, and you will win. Oh, do you need it? Oh, okay, uh, you will win a really nice prize package from uh, Coleman Insect Repellents and Baitmate Fish Attractants. So we need a contestant. Call seven nine nine twelve fifty. That's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Tell Greg you want to be a contestant in the Hornswoggle. We'll be right back. On 105.7 FM, The Fran, you are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. I made again, again, but I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. Ain't afraid of nothing, it's a natural fact. I hit it long, man. Cool. <laughs> I want to be a backup singer. Uh, yeah, you were backup singing there. <laughs> I backed up Elvis in 77 in Hawaii uh, on yeah. his last concert. Okay. <laughs> I was there. The Stamps Quartet was there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't recognize me there. Oh. Yep. Uh, so anyway. anyway the uh, we Hornswoggle. Get, we got the Hornswoggle segment. And uh, who do we have on the line to play Hornswoggle, Greg? We have Brian from Milwaukee. Okay, Brian. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Okay, here we go. Hornswoggle. We're going to talk about Esox Lucius, Old Sawtooth. Do you know who? Do you know what that is, Brian? I didn't hear you. Kind of faded out. We're going to talk about Esox Lucius, okay. uh, otherwise known as the water wolf or okay. Old Sawtooth. Do you know what kind of fish that is? Negative. Okay, that's northern pike. Okay, but we're going to talk about pike, but 
That You're, wasn't a question, right? That wasn't, that wasn't a question. That wasn't I a just Hornswoggle. want to know if yeah, he kind of okay. knows the category. Okay. So he probably wouldn't have picked this category, but we're going to talk Northern Pike, and uh, we're going to combine a fishing report with this. I was out uh, fishing Pewaukee, and like I said, I got three pike on Tuesday. One was at the 32-inch uh, limit. I believe it's one fish, 32. Don't take mm. my word. Check the regs. So Pewaukee is the pike numbers are really up, and from what I hear, a lot of guys are catching a musky fishing. So it might be time to get a daredevil on and go on out there and target old sawtooth. So here are our uh, our questions. Here I'll make the statement. You tell me whether I'm pulling your your leg or not. Uh, though we have a lot of large pike in Canada, the biggest Esox Lucius's northern pike, old sawtooths, uh, live in. Japan, Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? And no Hornswoggle is a lie, right? Uh, no, a no Hornswoggle means I'm telling the I mean, truth. I'm going to say that's a Hornswoggle. No, uh, y- yes, yes, that is a Hornswoggle, yes. You okay. are right, all right. Good job. Okay, um, the, uh, believe it or not, some of the largest pike uh, in the world... Pretty much all the largest pike in the world are in Europe, and there's been numerous reported ones of pike over 60 pounds. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. The no hornswoggle. Okay, very good. All right, let's see. Let's see if you uh, can catch get the third one. Uh, pike's teeth are angled forward to help them catch fish better. That's a no hornswoggle. No, that was a hornswoggle. It's yeah. uh, angled backwards, but you're still two out of three, Brian. You so still won. Yeah. You still won. And uh, as far as uh, insect repellent, DEET or no DEET? Uh, no DEET. No DEET. Okay. And they've got numerous flavors for that bait mate uh, fish attractant. They've got stuff in bass, crappie, and panfish. They've got one just for plain game fish, which is garlic and salt. Then they got catfish and walleye. Uh, what do you salt water? I don't think you want that. What do, What do you think? Uh, I'll take the the other one. The other one. Which other one? You want the crappie and panfish? Crappie and panfish. Okay, All sounds right. good. Crappie and panfish. It is. All right. right. Well, thanks for playing, Brian. All right. You guys have a super weekend. Yeah, right, you, too. you too. Bye now. All right, Danny. What? I got a question. We I think we should talk about this a little bit. Now, we were talking a little bit about musky fish and throwing this, throwing that, but, you know, bucktails have been around a long time. Did he want something with DEET or no DEET? No DEET. He said no DEET. No DEET. Okay. Bucktails have been around a long time, and when they were first made, they were made of the, they call them bucktails because they were made from the the, the hair of a deer, mainly from the tails. Right. Right. Now, over the years, Danny, you know, there's bucktail. We call all lures like that bucktails even though they're made out of uh squirrel tail squirrel tail mylar marabou all, all different kinds uh, as a matter of fact Lori, who was here in the studio with her uh you know boo buck musky tails she makes them out of any kind of turkey or whatever Feathers, yeah yeah so okay we we call they're all generically called bucktails yeah but the question is and i'm sure we'd get a hundred a uh, lot of different answers if we said, which one is actually better? Do you like the the mylar, the tinsel? Do you like the the marabou? Do you like the actual natural deer 
care. I mean, which which one is better or at which time of the year? You know what I mean? I I'd have to say that I think more of the synthetic kind of tinsels are seem that they got more flash in the water. More flash in the water, yeah. Because yeah. it seems like you go in a Smokey's Musky shop, there's a lot of those. I I would say the audacious flash, I, I don't know why. Well, yeah, I don't know why. And you think about bait fish in the water, mm-hmm. something that flashes, yeah, you know. And yeah. and um, one thing I, you know, you and I were kind of talking about too is sometimes uh, even like smallmouth fishing, those bright colors for some mm-hmm. reason as opposed to a natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they yeah, still it's call kind of it- weird because last week you were saying about your pink bucktail, which is a uh, 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 synthetic, you know. The pink one, uh, we just said the name of the material. What's it again? Uh, uh, not mylar. Uh, I don't know what it is. The synthetic. Is, yeah. What, I, what, what, I don't know. Tinsel. What they, tinsel. I guess is tinsel, it. Mylar? Is that tinsel or is it a tinsel-like material? That tinsel-like looks like, material. Because I think tinsel, doesn't tinsel fall apart pretty easy? Yeah. It's a tinsel-like material. It's like a mylar, I guess, I guess is what it is. But yeah, and you were using a pink one. Now, what what fish hits? You know, what muskie's going to hit a pink? But well, we to like, a muskie, who knows what they're thinking and like, why they hit it? You know. Well, I I you think of all those colors, all the bright colors that people use now. I was, you know, I don't know, I don't know, but I've I, always liked like like with my black bucktails. There's my, the my two favorite blades colors that I like on on my black bucktails. Whether it be synthetic tails or 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 regular real bucktail or real deer hair, is either the blaze orange or the gold. I like those two colors the best. You know, I mean, why? Well, probably because I throw those the most, and since I throw those the most, I'm going to catch more fish on those. What is? What are the? What's that one spinner bait you like? Is it chart? Is it chartreuse in black that you no, like best? No, it's black in? with the orange blades. Black with orange blades, yeah. even on the clear water. Yeah, I've, I mean, I also, well, my two main ones is black spinnerbait with the orange blades or white with the gold blades. And when you buy those gold blades, I'm not saying buy brass. I mean, if you get the gold blades, they're not cheap. They cost a little bit more because they actually spray, it's a low-grade gold or whatever, but they're more expensive, but boy, I'll tell you, it gives that natural flash like a like a golden shiner. So, so what ounce do you prefer? I'm using three eighths uh, to a half. Okay. Mo- most no, I take it back. Most of mine are all half ounce. Yeah, half ounce. Okay. They're all half ounce. And you yeah. tie direct to the spinner bait, or do you use a small you, you, snap? No, you have to tie direct because they're an R bend. Well, those which, things. Yeah, it's an R bend. Now, if you had a twist bend, you could uh, uh, use a snap or a leader right. or whatever. But when you have an R bend, you have to tie direct, and that's why you'll see a lot of guys use that floral carbon leader. Yep. Uh, just of a, a little bit heavier pound test, because I can't tell you I I've been bit off by pike. I mean, so really said, nice ones that you know, big mouths that have take, engulfed that whole big ass spinner bait and bit it off. Half ounce, you said. Yeah, half ounce. I'm gonna pick and up, I use I, big blades. What? But you ain't you, gonna find half ounce spinner baits. Well, I was just gonna ask you. You're what, gonna find three eighths ounce. What company? You okay. ain't gonna find them. You tie I make, your own. I make tongue? my own. I make them. Well, how about so I? So I'm gonna have to give you a couple how about now. You hire, just get me one of each. I'll hire you to make me one of each. No, I got them already made. They're hanging. I never showed you in the basement. I got them hanging in the basement. I'll give you a couple. Speaking of uh, people, ma- people making their own baits. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a guy this week, and 
Maybe it was Ron. He was saying that the JD headbanger for those muskies on Pewaukee, Jim Demick makes those. Uh, now, is that a topwater? That's a topwater. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, you know, when it's muskie fishing out on Pewaukee, you can't go wrong if you have three lures in the box. Right. And we were, I was, we were talking to a guy out at Smokey's last week. He brought in his muskie box and said, what, which ones are good, guys, and what should I be using? And I said, you can never go wrong if you got a bucktail, a topwater, and a minnow imitator like a slammer. If you got those three, you, you, you really can't go, you know, if you're casting, right. you can't go wrong. You know, those are like your basics, top water, bucktail, and a minnow imitator. I mean, there's a, and let's face it, there's a lot of each one of those out on the market. Which ones are better? Hell, hell they all work. <laughs> they all catch a fish, right? Well, years ago on the Chippewa flowage, I think they, uh, they used to just tell the guys, one up, one down, one black. One white as, or whatever. Far, no, no, as far as baits. Oh, yeah, one yeah, up, they, one they, down. One up, one, up, one down, yep. one black. Um, I think there might be something else, but well, they kept it, and they were pretty much into the black bucktails up yeah. there, I believe, back on, in the old days. On the Chippewa flowage, I prefer using something a little bit brighter, like uh, the chartreuse, the white, the orange, and all that, just because that water's dark. Right. It's a darker t- stained water. You know what? You know what's coming up next? We've got Greg Janik and his sports update right here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with more of Danny Bush and Tommy the True Newbauer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 